We roll on with hour number two of Powercat Game Day. Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, both a part of the Three Maw podcast. DY with K-State Online, now part of On3. Cole Manbeck, a former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury. The opponent today is Tulane at Bill Center Family Stadium, now less than three hours away from kickoff. Official kickoff time is 2.02. Network coverage will begin at noon sharp. Let's get to our top three storylines, and it's brought to you by Manhattan Regional Airport. Connect to anywhere in the world with five flights daily to Dallas or Chicago. Book your flight today at flymhk.com. Story nine, number one, D.Y., it was towards the end of the press conference Tuesday with head coach Chris Kleiman when he was asked about, hey, your name has been thrown out there as potentially taking the job at Nebraska, but with his words on Tuesday, he pretty much turned it down. Yeah, it, he didn't really give it a whole lot of oxygen, didn't give it a whole lot of gas. Uh, it was more of a denial than what um, was than what came from Lance Leipold, the head coach of Kansas, when he was asked about the same thing. He just said he was focused on his own team, never necessarily commented towards the uh, the question itself. Chris Kleiman actually, you know, confronted the question and gave an honest and, and you know, uh, genuine answer said, you know, when it comes to other other jobs, he loves Kansas State. He loves being in Manhattan. He loves what he's doing, coaching the Wildcats. But it always came down to one person, Gene Taylor. And uh, he said, Gene's my guy. That was the quote. Gene's my guy. And, you know, there's nothing concrete there. I'll be honest. It's not 100%, you know, denial. But it's as close to as a denial as you typically come when you ask those questions those coaches, those types of questions. And it was essentially, you know, as long as Gene Taylor is the athletic director at Kansas State, reading in between the lines, that Chris Kleiman will continue to be the head coach at Kansas State. And and I believe him. I really, look, Nebraska could probably offer much more money than maybe Kansas State can. But I foresee a larger contract coming at some point for Chris Kleiman at Kansas State to get it at least a little bit more competitive and I think he likes the lifestyle that the job with the Wildcats presents. And you know what? That entails a lot less engagement than what is required in Lincoln, Nebraska, as being the head coach of the Huskers, where you know head coaches are asked to do a whole lot more than just coach football games. And at Kansas State, he can kind of get away with just coaching football games. Storyline number two, Cole, is, uh, well, it is about the game, but it's about what the Cats are going to wear, a, a video that got circulated everywhere on Twitter. A lot of national writers and talking heads were talking about the new drip that K-State has for this game against Tulane. White helmet, white pants, purple top, and the K-State Willie the Wildcat logo on one side of the helmet, the, uh, the individual number on the other side of the helmet. It is a slick look. It's an awesome look. Uh, really excited. They're going with it. Like I said, I, I love that logo on the helmet, the white pants, the purple jersey combination with the white helmet and the the pennant carrying Willie. It's one of my favorite logos. And so uh, the, the most important thing is the players are excited about it. You know, that that's what really matters. I, I know there's some superstition about Kansas State being 0-3 in alternate, uni- alternate uniforms in 2019, but uh, that has nothing to do with winning and losing. It's just a fluke deal. Uh the players are excited and it'll resonate with recruits. And if K-State can just do this two or three times a year moving forward in the future where they throw out an alternate uniform where it goes viral because it's a little more unique and they don't just create it a spectacle where it's routine every week where they're throwing out alternate uniforms like in Oregon per se. uh, I think that's what makes it more special. 
So, and I would not be surprised if K-State throws out another alternate look later this year as well. I think they may have something in the works potentially. So uh, I'm excited for it and they'll get the monkey off their back today and get that first win in an alternate uniform. And storyline number three is, well, today is Fort Riley Day at Bill Snyder Family Stadium with the Cats taking on Tulane at 2.02. It is the annual celebration of the relationship between Kansas State Athletics and the Big Red One. And that is a relationship that has been going on for a long time. And this leads us in to this week's coach interview. It is a little different. You consider this maybe the coach of the soldiers on Fort Riley as it is brought to you by Becker Auto Trailers and Campers wanting to pay less and still be treated the best shop becker autos trailers and campers super center in beloit over 10 acres of inventory hurrying in for the 2022 model year clearance on new campers or shop 24 7 at beckerautos.com it's an honor to be joined right now by brigadier general of fort riley neve nell command sergeant major albert serrano and dr art de Grote, executive director of military and veterans affairs at kansas state university as we talk fort riley day at bill snyder family stadium on saturday against two Lane. General, now I'd love to start with you. You've been with Fort Riley now for a short time, but I'd love to hear just from your perspective the unique ways you've seen this partnership with K-State and Fort Riley, the Big Red One, especially because it does extend beyond football. Yeah, I think it's when people think of a partnership, they might think, oh, this is this is just education. This is just, the, you know, the soldiers getting a chance to do some college classes. But, it, you know, it's so much more than that. Um, KSU has done an amazing amount for our families also in helping to establish something that addresses mental health, uh, which has been great. We have partnerships that go all the way to, to agriculture. When our, our environmental section tries to do something on Fort Riley, there are students that will help with that. So, I mean, it's ingrained through all parts. And then we, of course, we have partnerships with sports teams and we have regular social events amongst the, either at Fort Riley or at K-State in Manhattan that people you know from both sides will attend. There's a lot of interaction among the community too. So when people originally think, oh, that's just that's just people attending college classes, it goes uh, so much deeper than that. Sergeant Major Serrano, obviously football, basketball, baseball, the sports of K-State, not exactly the Army, of course. But do you see similarities of the command of the Army compared to maybe command of a football team? Similarities, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't speak for it being a, a head coach of a football team as I've never been, but I can absolutely uh, agree that this, there are some similar things like, you know, football is, is a team sport. Obviously, there's not one person that makes everything happen and one person that can, you know, can win. Uh, in the Army, it's, it's exactly the same way. Some of us are in certain positions, certain levels of rank, you know, to be able to make some decisions that affect everyone, you know, uh, uh, below us. However, there's, there's not one person that can win in, in Army life either. And so we have to figure out a way to motivate people to kind of gel, to, to get everybody kind of rowing in the same direction in order to, uh, to win, you know, to, to ultimately uh, come out victorious in, in a game or in, in life or et cetera. Sergeant Major Serrato, what would you say is the interaction like these days between K-State and the Big Red One? So what I've seen since I've been here uh, on, uh, on Fort Riley is, uh, again, and I kind of explained to you that some of the different uh, variables as far as year to year in the time that I've been here, however, uh, the interaction, every you know, between people, just people, period, whether they're players or they're students or they're just plain civilians between Manhattan and just the surrounding area of Fort Riley is amazing. I mean, every 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 interaction that we have, uh, every venue that I've been in, whether I'm just eating downtown somewhere, whatever the case might be, people are amazing. 
And so I think that the partnership, the relationship between soldiers and Manhattan uh, community is just stellar. Better than I've seen in 29 years that I've been in the Army. Now, General Nell, I understand you, you are a graduate of West Point. Yes. Did you know Army is coming to play in Manhattan in 2025? Yeah, excited about that. That'll be a great game. There might be some people torn on on who they should be rooting for. <laughs> and you know what, General Nell? I, I could totally understand that. And you're going to be experiencing on Saturday your first Fort Riley Day game. Is there anything about it you're looking forward to experiencing the most? Well, they, I mean, that whole atmosphere, you know, if you, you mentioned the Army coming, like the Army-Navy game, the tailgate, everybody there, the big events. We'll do a flyover for this. Our band will be out playing with the K-State band. I mean, just that interaction. And then you get the whole atmosphere. These are two teams that are both 2-0 and right now. K-State's starting really well. So is Tulane. It'll be, it should be a great football game. And hopefully we get great weather last week, rainy. But this week is looking good. So, I mean, if we have wonderful weather on top of that, it's, it's just a great chance to just celebrate all things that are good about being an American. Now, do we have an estimate on how many soldiers will be at this game? I can answer that, Mitch. Uh, okay. We've got about 950 tickets uh, going out to soldiers' families through our partnership with their uh, Community Recreation Division and our great USO Kansas program and center at Fort Riley. That's uh, Dr. Art DeGroote, Executive Director of Military and Veteran Affairs for Kansas State University, also retired Lieutenant Colonel. This is a great time to catch up with you because you've had quite the last 365 days, but I mean, so much innovation with the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. What are the new things you've been working on? Well, we've got a lot of things coming down. Uh, one of the big things is uh, in a couple of weeks, Governor Kelly of Kansas uh, has recognized that Kansas is one of the few states in the country that does not formally celebrate the Gold Star Family Program, which is a national uh, tradition of uh, remembering families who have lost a loved one to combat. And uh, on September 23rd, K-State has been instrumental with the Governor's Military Council in establishing a physical monument that is uh, going to be emplaced on the Capitol South Lawn, uh, and we'll be doing a dedication ceremony with the governor. Um, and Fort Riley is very much involved in that ceremony with the band and color guard and such. So we, we're working a lot with that. We're working a lot in military medicine. Of course, our flagstone uh, program in all of this is our 14-year partnership with the U.S. Army's First Infantry Division and Fort Riley. So we're really excited. Uh, at some point soon, when, when Major General Meyer comes back, possibly in November, from his headquarters overseas, uh, he and President Linton will get to finally uh, renew our formal partnership, uh, which enables all of the work we do every day. I like to say uh, in my work, uh, every day is Fort Riley Day. Between the programs we have every day in research, outreach, and education programs, we do things every day for Fort Riley, but they can't even be listed. There's so much work going down, uh, and it's mutual. Fort Riley adds so much to the mission of K-State, the land-grant mission of K-State and our people. And um, so we're really excited. Looking forward to Fort Riley Day. Fort Riley Day is really the community building part of it. Our soldiers will be seated all over the stadium and sitting next to K-Staters of, of all kinds. Art, I'd also add that uh, we'll have some soldiers that are outside for people who are, as they're coming in, you know, either side of the stadium to interact. On one side, we'll have our MPs and their display, always popular with the kids to jump in the MP car and 
and turn on the lights and interact with the dogs if they have the dogs out there. And on the other side, we'll have our one of our brigades out with the, the new um, vehicle called the JLTV, the Joint Light Tactical Vehicle with a weapon system mounted to it. So with soldiers out there interacting with people as they arrive for the game. So that, that's also a great part of it is that the soldiers get to meet all the K-State fans, but the K-State fans can meet the soldiers too. I'm not a kid. I'm 32 years old, but could I still come play with the lights and check out the vehicles? Of course. <laughs> you can put on the, the dog suit as well. You <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Let's jump back here to uh, General Nell and Sergeant Major Serrano. So I'm sure you've seen now at K-State games, whenever K-State scores, Willie the Wildcat does push-ups next to the end zone. But on Fort Riley Day, soldiers, they get to go on the field and uh, do some push-ups. Now, will we get to see you two out there? Are you going to save it for the soldiers uh, that maybe do the push-ups on a regular basis? We do push-ups on a regular basis, too. We're in the gym every morning. Good. We were just talking about whether we were going to do regular push-ups or hand release push-ups because the the army has changed its 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 physical fitness test just recently and now we're taking the army combat fitness test and that's hand release push-ups where you go all the way to the ground put your arms out and then go push yourself up so it's actually more you can't do as many basically in in the two minute time frame so we're talking hand release push-ups our major and i are are happy to demonstrate them well as we wrap up here is there anything else you want to mention to the listeners about fort riley day or just the uh the relationship between the Big Red One and, and Kansas State? We definitely appreciate everything that in the local community does for Fort Riley in Manhattan, K-State itself. There's so much support for the soldiers of Fort Riley and for Fort Riley itself. You know, a recognition of what kind of partnership, you know, one third of the people live on Fort Riley, two thirds live out in the local community. So we know our communities are taking care of our soldiers and families and we really do appreciate that. I would just like to close with uh, just share that uh, I, I had the privilege of bringing our new president, Richard Linton, out to spend five hours uh, visiting General Nell and her command and, and, and all the different units and training and soldiers. And uh, it ended with uh, the president inside a uh, Abrams tank with a tank crew uh, explaining how that weapon system works. And I've been with the president several times since, and I can tell you he is fully on board to fulfill and grow the land-grant mission for K-State's role with the nation's military uh, and recognizes that that uh, our deepest partner in all of this work is Fort Riley, and he's very much looking forward uh, to this as well. He says he will join General Nell at the Meet Your Army exhibit on the West uh, on the West side uh, on game day. And so I look forward to uh, hosting them to meet and then uh, um, and, and visit with the, with the community about uh, about the soldiers and the university and our partnership. Well, kickoff at two o'clock. And I, once again, Fort Riley Day is my favorite day of the year when it comes to K-State football. Once again, looking forward to seeing the Big Red One and also Fort Riley K-State athletics on display, that relationship on display once again in front of uh, 50,000 plus at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Dr. Art DeGrote, Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, and General uh, Neve Nell. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. Hour two of Powercat Game Day rolls on after the break. When we come back, we'll get an injury update with Derek Young. Cole Manbeck will have his breakdown of the two-lane offense and defense. And, of course, we are going under for the review. That's on the other side. This is Powercat Game Day. Kickoff is getting closer. Stay tuned. This is Powercat Game Day. 
Prairie Land Partners has 15 John Deere dealerships across the state of Kansas that are committed to delivering the right solution. And right now, Prairie Land Partners has openings for parts specialists, service technicians, sales representatives, and various management positions. If you're seeking a career with a leading agricultural company that offers competitive wages and great benefits, visit the careers page at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. Music's biggest hit makers, Josh Turner. I need a girl. September 22nd, McCain Auditorium, Kansas State University. Josh Turner. Would you go with me? One night live. I can't believe how much it turns me on. Just to be Tickets on sale now at McCain.k-state.edu. Don't miss Josh Turner, sponsored by Commerce Bank. Powercat Game Day is brought to you by Beds for Less, Manhattan's leader in low-price, high-quality mattresses, offering the largest selection of in-stock name-brand mattresses. We continue with Powercat Game Day. I'm Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. Well, D.Y., we'll start with you and the injury update this week for K-State. To be honest, it's a short one, right? I think the only one's on the injury list at this point since we know Taylor Portier is out for the season with another knee injury is, is Will Honus and Sean Robinson. And both are not expected to play today. Um, I think Will Honus is still recovering from a, a little cleanup that that he had uh, right before the season started. I think he's potentially going to be available for the Oklahoma game. That was the initial target date um, from what I was told. Probably still up in the air a little bit for the game against the Sooners. But I, I was always told that was probably the first time that he would potentially be available. In the, in the case of Sean Robinson, it's going to be hard to discern when he's going to be available as he deals with uh, what he's going through as well, um, probably on a week-to-week basis, but still not expecting him to be on the field today. Well, and as far as I know, D.Y. on Tulane's side, they are, uh, they're pretty much healthy. All their playmakers will uh, or should be in uh, today's game. So thank you, D.Y., for that injury update. Now let's turn our attention to the offense and defense of the Tulane Green Wave, and this is where we turn to Cole Manbeck. And we can start with the uh, the Tulane offense, who has, in a couple of games, really beat up teams like, well, that don't have much talent, Alcorn State and UMass. Yeah, UMass is 2-28 uh, and 28 as a football program over the last three-plus seasons, Alcorn State the FCS level they went six and five last year but obviously overmatched by two lanes so not a lot that you can take from those performances I do think this is a two lane team that is significantly better I think last year was an outlier year when they went two and ten they went to three consecutive bowls prior to that so I think they're going to get back to that level to seven and five eight and four type of football team this year and get back to a bowl and on the offensive side of the football Mitch, it really starts with Michael Pratt, you know, a really talented quarterback entering year three, 6'2", 205, 210-pound quarterback that uh, has thrown for over 4,600 yards in his career and 46 touchdowns to just 16 interceptions, which is a really impressive number. Um, and, And they've switched to a more of an RPO type offense this year. Tulane struggled last year, obviously. Chip Long came in as the offensive coordinator. They were in their second offensive coordinator in two years. Chip Long took over. Uh, Willie Fritz, head coach at Tulane, was frustrated with the way the offense played last year. So they moved on from Chip Long. They hired Jim Sabota, a longtime friend of Willie Fritz, came from Central Missouri. He throws the ball a little bit more. They run a lot more RPOs. Uh, from talking to Tulane guys and on our Three Mall podcast, we had a, a Tulane insider, Jimmy 
or no on it from the fear of the wave cast you know he spoke to the wide receiver room being the deepest that it's been in several years perhaps in the last 20 years at Tulane there's a lot of depth they feel good about that wide receiver room I think you're going to challenge Kansas State's secondary some of those holes that we did see in the secondary that Brady Cook and Missouri missed on last week um, and South Dakota maybe missed on in a couple drops Tulane might exploit those this week. So K-State's going to have to be sharp in the secondary uh, and really glued to their guys because this is a passing attack that can threaten them. Otherwise, on the offensive line, you know, the biggest problem for Tulane the last couple of years has been they haven't been able to protect Michael Pratt and he's hung on to the football too long. In 2020, they gave up a sack rate of over 10%, which was 116th out of 130 FBS teams. And last year, they gave up a sack rate of over 8%, ranking 106 in the country. Uh, so they've struggled up front. They hope that they've corrected some of those issues. They got one of the better centers in college football up front, but still think there's some challenges on the offensive tackles that K-State could potentially exploit. And then in the running game, I mean, Willie Fritz, his MO traditionally has been to run the football. They ran for over 2,700 yards each of his first five seasons at Tulane, including a 3,000-plus yard season in 2019. Tajay Spears is probably one of the better running backs in the American Conference. He's averaged over six yards a carry his entire career every single season. And they only played him five snaps last week against Alcorn State to keep him fresh in this game. Uh, they've got a nice stable of running backs between Cameron Carroll, Spears, and a couple other guys. So they're going to test K-State's defense. It's a solid offense. On the flip side, the Tulane defense, at least in the first half of last year, I mean, got really beat up. Did a better job in the second half of last season. But so far this year, they've just allowed 10 points total. Yeah, again, it's all relative, right, the, the opponents that they played, but they certainly look like they've taken a step forward. Look, they've they brought in a lot of transfers. I mean, they brought – not just on the defensive side of the football. They brought in transfers from tons of Power 5 schools, Alabama, Duke, TCU, Baylor, Colorado. Um, I, I could probably – Notre Dame, Maryland. I'm just naming off some of the ones that I'm aware of. They brought in a lot of new guys. And on the defensive side of the ball, they, they really think they've taken a step forward. They have two really talented linebackers, Dorian Williams uh, and then Nick Anderson, who's a little bit undersized, but they're two really good players. And then Darius Hodges, who actually led the American Athletic Conference last year with 15 and a half tackles for loss. He's a six foot one, 280 pound defensive end. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, but the secondary is where there's some question marks. You know, they've they traditionally had a decent pass rush. They weren't bad against the run each of the last two years. 3.4 yards per rush allowed in 2020. And then 4.2 last year. Not great, but not horrible by any means. Their secondary, though, was 114th in pass efficiency D. So I think this is where Kansas State is really going to try to exploit them and get in a rhythm in the passing game as they head into Big 12 play. I certainly think Deuce Vaughn will have another good game. Tulane's going to key in on him. I think he'll go over 100. But I think Kansas State's going to try and get the passing game moving more, and I think there's an opportunity against this Tulane D. All right, Cole, thank you. And with that, it's time to get to what I feel like is now my favorite segment of the show, and it's called Under Further Review, and it's brought to you by Midwest Dream Car Collection. See over 100 years of automotive history from classic to exotic supercars. Plan your visit at MidwestDreamCarCollection.org. It's time to go Under Further Review. And there were some things going on in sports today that will make your brain fall out of your skull. And the winner of the Heisman Trophy. I think you can build an offense around a guy who throws like Edward Scissorhands. We're going to play a hell of a lot of defense. You blew it. Under further review. All right, this first question, we'll, we'll start with D.Y. here. So eight consecutive 100-yard rushing games by Deuce Vaughn. That is second best all-time in K-State history. 
The record is by Darren Sproles, who had 10 consecutive 100-yard rushing games. So the question is, will Deuce Vaughn break that record in the next three games? To do it would be against Tulane, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. Do you think Deuce gets there, D.Y.? Man, he's got a golden opportunity to because if the wind is really a problem today, uh, that could, you know, force the Wildcats to depend on the running game that much more. Um, and certainly he can really exploit what, what Tulane is going to do on as a defense. Uh, he's he's the playmaker. He's the guy they go to when the pressure is on. They're, they're going to depend on him more than a lot of teams will depend on any one player. That's how much Deuce Vaughn means to Kansas State. If they are to beat Oklahoma, it's probably because Deuce Vaughn had a big game. And then, you know, Texas Tech at home, when you get to that point, you almost want to make it a point to get him over 100 yards. So I'll say yes. And it's probably a pretty good three games for him to come close to doing it. I feel confident about him getting over 100 today against Tulane and against Texas Tech. The biggest question mark is going to be how he does against Brent Venables' coach defense, who's going to really lock in on him. We know Venables is a great defensive mind. They're going to key in on Deuce Vaughn and try to take away K-State's running game. So that's going to be the question mark. It's kind of that sandwich game where he could potentially tie the record. Uh, I'm going to say he gets over 100 in that game and does break the record uh, just because he's such a focal point of K-State's offense. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking the same thing uh, what Cole just said about, yeah, that Brent Venables defense. It is going to be tough. K-State will certainly need to be two-dimensional when they face uh, the Sooners in Norman a week from today. Number two, so what a, what a story this was over uh, this this past week. So, old Brian Ferentz, offensive coordinator for Iowa, has had a – it's been tough sledding so far. Just three points offensively scored against South Dakota State and a whole seven points against Iowa State, and Iowa lost that game 10-7. to Well, somebody trolled Coach Ferentz. Of course, he's the son of Kirk and Mary Ferentz. Uh, with inspirational cameos he received from Bob Stoops and Iowa men's basketball coach Fran McCaffrey. This is an excellent troll job where McCaffrey or Soups had no idea who they were even sending them to. So the question is, what coach, and this could be from any sport at any level, and Cole, we can start with you, would you like to get an inspirational cameo from? That's a good question. Um, You know, I would have said as a kid, it probably would have been Bill Snyder, who I idolized growing up, but I'm going to go more recent and really fresh on you. Jerome Tank, to me, you know, the guy just brings so much energy that uh, getting a message from him would really get my day going. Love what he's bringing to the table and the excitement that Kansas State fans have for the basketball program, this staff. Uh, So I would say Jerome Tang, honestly. Frank Martin would be a second place for me, my guy, uh, back from when I covered him. But but Jerome Tang, that's the guy for me. How about assistant Jareem Dallin? He's on the Uh, basketball staff. He's probably even along the same lines as Coach Tang as a bright future in the coaching business and, and is just as inspirational might even have more charisma and personality than Coach Tang. And that's really, really hard to do. I'll make one joke here. I remember a time when uh, Cole Manbeck would probably answer Brent Venables or Brad Underwood. Yeah, that's that's true, D.Y. Uh, You got me there. I definitely, that would have been old Cole just several months ago probably would have made that request. But uh, there's no chance in you know what now that I would do that. There's some, some bitter feelings on those situations. So, yeah, Jerome Tang for me now. And you know what? You both had really good answers. I didn't even think about going with the the Tang crew or anything. Uh, I'm going Ed Orgeron. I just think it would be really funny. With the accent, will I be able to understand every word he says? And I bet he delivers a pretty good, like, post-game inspirational speech to the team after they lost one. 
So Ed Orgeron would be my guy. And uh, finally, last question here for under further review. So Nebraska and Texas A&M have had some rough weeks. Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern at home, and they end up firing Scott Frost. And if they would have waited a few more weeks, October 1st, that bio drops by $7.5 million. They paid him $15 million to exit after that game. Texas A&M, rather. Well, they lose Appalachian State at home by three, and what happened after that was the videos were going viral of the midnight yell prior to that game of a student for Texas A&M saying very stereotypical things about Appalachian State, which just completely backfired. So the question is, who had the more embarrassing week, Nebraska or Texas A&M? Those Texas A&M yell rallies are the most cringeworthy things that I ever watch. I mean, it's embarrassing. So I'm going to say Texas A&M because they sounded so ridiculous with the, the outlandish things they said about Appalachian State only to then lose to them. The Nebraska stuff you could just kind of see coming. I mean, Nebraska looks laughable for restructuring Scott Frost's contract, not just firing him before the year and, and just completely squandering the season now. Uh, but, but I'm saying Texas A&M, man, they, they are, that, that's just embarrassing. Out of the two, I will say Nebraska, just because Appalachian State is still a respectable team. They're a threat to win their own league nearly every season. Uh, they they defeated Michigan when they weren't even an FBS school. That's the upset that they're most known for. Nebraska just lost to Georgia Southern. Have you anybody look at the, the odds for Georgia Southern this week? They're a double-digit underdog to UAB after beating Nebraska. That's how porous of a team um, they are, and they were still able to defeat the Huskers. But... If we're being honest, Notre Dame probably needs to be up there for their loss to Marshall as well. God, this is a tough one. You both make great arguments. If it wasn't for, of course, you know, the uh, midnight yell getting out there and the cliche dumb things that were being said about Appalachian State and it backfiring on them, I guess I'm going to lean now towards Texas A&M, but I do love seeing just the turmoil right now for Nebraska, just the mess that was created. They got rid of some dead weight. Scott Frost is gone. He's making an extra $7.5 that he wouldn't have got if he was fired on October 1st or later. Well, that's under further review. We'll take our next break, and when we come back on PowerCat Game Day, it's our pick six, making our six predictions plus the extra point, and it's Meet the Wildcats this week with safety Josh Hayes. This is PowerCat Game Day. The game is just the beginning. Get post-game video highlights and exclusive analysis online at PowerCatGameDay.com. Football season is here, and we know some of you have been waiting all year for it. Make sure your first stop before the game is your Manhattan Hy-Vee, your tailgating headquarters. While you're picking up everything you need for the perfect tailgate, be sure to stop by their new sports shop to pick up all your K-State gear. And if you don't have time to shop the aisles in person, be sure to shop online. The new drive through pickup line makes shopping easier than it's ever been. Head to your Manhattan Hy-Vee to get everything you need for the perfect tailgate this season at Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. The clock is ticking and time is running out. At Becker Autos and Trailers Camper Supercenter, we are selling and moving 2022 RVs so fast we want you to know the time is running out. The 2022 model year RVs at Becker Autos and Trailers Camper Supercenter will not last long. And when they're gone, they're gone. They are gone. Prices will never be this good again, so time is running out. Right now is the best camping weather of the year. And right now is the time to purchase a new or like new RV from Becker Autos Trailers Camper Supercenter in Beloit. Don't delay. Go to BeckerAutos.com. That's BeckerAutos.com. Powercat Game Day continues. Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, both from the Three Maw Podcast. Let's take this time right now to give a shout out to our 
Affiliates from around the state of Kansas, 100.3 The Ride in Colby and Goodland. Old School 107.9, that's Hayes and Great Bend. And you can't forget about Dodge City and Garden City, Super Hits K95. And with that, let's go to Meet the Wildcats. It's our time of the show where we get to know a K-State football player just a little bit more, but at a different level. And this week, Meet the Wildcats is with safety Josh Hayes. We all want to know. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? You know who I am. Oh, listen, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Meet the Wildcats. All right, it's time for another edition of Meet the Wildcats. We're with safety Josh Hayes. First question, favorite athlete growing up? Uh, Deion Sanders, easy, prime time. Do you have a dating red flag? Ooh, dating red flag. Uh, for me, it's you talk too much when I first get, like when I first meet you, I'm kind of suspicious. Because me personally, I'm kind of a more reserved guy, so kind of catches me off guard. What is something that you are afraid of? Ooh, I can't, I can't do the dark. I cannot do the dark, man. I'm sprinting upstairs, got my flashlight on in the house at night, yeah. Favorite sports movie of all time? Ooh, probably remember the Titans, for sure. Yeah, Denzel did his thing in that one. That's yeah, a popular pick. Dream vacation, where would you like to go? Uh, I don't really know too much about it, but I've always wanted to go to Australia. Just seems like a cool place to go. A lot of animals and stuff like that. Let's meet the Wildcats with Josh Hayes. If you were to cook, you gotta impress somebody, impressing girl, a girl or something. What is that go-to dish? Ooh, I might I might hit it with like a lasagna or something like that. Throw it in the oven, let it sit for a little while. I love that pick. Everybody games these days, right? But what video game are you the best at what do you have a winning record against other teammates oh okay so when you say winning record you know i might not have a winning record in, in any game but i probably think i'm best at a uh, 2k you give me the bulls i'm tough to deal with all right i'm in between tv shows right now what could you recommend to me to binge watch i just actually started watching a show called the last kingdom and i i love it i've watched probably seven or eight episodes in a day or two so growing up when did you know that you were in trouble oh my dad gave me gave me that glare when he when i looked over at him he wasn't blinking he just all eyes on me i knew it was over from there well this last one you get a tad bit of a head start than a couple of your other teammates but super bowl it's in uh glendale arizona this year who is going to win the big game this year can't bet against tom brady tom brady and the bucks i think tampa bay one on one all right josh hayes good luck tonight yes sir thank you that's meet the wildcats with josh hayes a big thank you to Josh Hayes, and yeah, I can relate to one of uh, his answers there, that old fear of the dark and having to sprint up the stairs once all the lights are off. I used to be uh, that kid as well. All right, that's Meet the Wildcats. We now transition into pick six, making our predictions for this Saturday, and oh boy, was it rough last week. There was a push, but we were all one and five last week, so the updated standings, DY and I are four and nine, Cole is three and ten, so boys, let's start making up some ground here in uh, in week number three. First matchup, kicking off at 2.30 on Fox, Cole, we have number 12 BYU at number 25 Oregon, the Ducks, three and a half point favorite, what do you got? Well, this is the worst I've ever been, so people should take the opposite of me <laughs> on every game, apparently, but I'll take Oregon at uh, minus three and a half, I think BYU lets down coming off the BYU win, and I think Oregon it's a perfect bounce back opportunity after the the blowout loss to George. I got Oregon as well. Same reasoning as Cole. Yeah, same here. And I also think BYU should be without their top two receivers. And I think they were also out for the Baylor game. But being on the road in Eugene, you love to have those playmakers. So I will go Oregon minus 3.5. Well, our next matchup is certainly intriguing. 3 o'clock on ESPNU. Houston at home. They're a nine-point favorite. DY, we'll start with you against the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, it's one I go back and forth on. But I do wonder if we're underestimating Houston a little bit and over 
estimating Kansas a little bit as well. I think it's a, a sell-high, buy-low kind of thing, so I like the Cougars. Back-to-back overtime games for Houston the first two weeks of the season, but a top-25 team coming into the season, I, I think they cover this number, and, and KU gets a little bit of a reality check. I agree. I am going to go Houston. I'm going to take the nine points, and uh, yeah, reality check for the Kansas Jayhawks. I agree with you boys once again. Pick number three, maybe we'll get a little difference here. Texas Tech, previously mentioned, just played Houston and beat them by three. That was the push, by the way. They're at number 16, NC State, the Wolfpack Cole. They are favored by 10 points, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Look, I know North Carolina State came into the year ranked 13th in the country. There's a lot of high hopes there, but you know, I, I'd like Texas Tech to, to hang within that 10 number. Tech's looked much improved so far. I know they had no business winning that Houston game, but still, I, I still think Texas Tech covers this number. Despite NC State being at home, feels oddly high for me. The number does. So I'll lean into it, actually. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take North Carolina State by more than 10. I-, I like them covering, but I probably feel the least confident on this one. So don't listen. Don't take it as gospel. Yes. Yeah, uh, see, Derek, like, I have the same thought, but I think the number's too high, and that's why I'm going to take Texas Tech. I-, I think the Red Raiders lose, but it's like a three- or seven-point game. NC State, though, does have uh, an 11-game winning streak at Carter-Finley Stadium. Uh, all right, we got a couple of more games left. This one I've been uh, – I- I've had it circled on the calendar for a while because I think it is a very interesting matchup. UTSA – is at number 21, Texas. Longhorns get into the top 25 after losing to Bama by one. Uh, the 21st-ranked Longhorns favored by 12 and a half, 7 o'clock on the Longhorn Network. D.Y., we can start with you. Well, honestly, I would stay. my advice would be to stay away from this game because it's, it's a tough one to do. Um, Texas going through some injuries at the quarterback position. I think UTSA is actually overrated this year. Texas will find out what their culture is. You, you have a big game like you had with Alabama, typically they come back and, and show up a dud. Is this going to be a dud? I don't know. I'm actually going to say Texas covers, but I don't feel great about it. It's more I don't like UTSA. Well, you know, look, rumors that UTSA may be down their four starter or four top four offensive tackles, which could be problematic given how Texas defensive front looked against Alabama, but also don't know who the heck's playing quarterback for Texas in this game. Don't know if Hudson Carr is going to be good enough to give it a go or not, or if they're going to have to go to someone like Roshan Johnson, who's a running back, and line him up in the Wildcats. So I think UTSA is going to come into this game really fired up for the opportunity. It's a letdown game for Texas, so I'll take the points with UTSA. See, I've been talking a big game about UTSA the last couple of weeks, and yeah, they might have a couple of injury issues. You're right as well, guys, at Texas. We don't know who's going to be at quarterback. Will it be Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card for the sake of the Roadrunners? I got to take UTSA plus 12 and a half. The final game, before we get to the extra point with KC playing at home, number 13 Miami is at number 24 Texas A&M. The Aggies, which will kick off at 8 o'clock on ESPN, Cole, five and a half point favorite after that loss to Appalachian State. You know, uh, this game, I'm not even excited to watch it, even though it's two top 25 teams by by the ranking. I'll take Texas A&M only because they're at home, and I, I think they'll bounce back, but I'm not confident in this at all. I actually love this game. Um, I love Texas A&M. Bounce back spot at home. Don't love Miami. I think the Aggies respond. I like this bet a lot. You know what? I'm actually leaning Miami here. Miami has been, even though not – the most quality of opponents so far. They've been excellent at stopping the running game so far. And you know what? I just kind of like Miami being a top 15, potentially top 10 team. So just kind of a rooting thing here. I'm going to go Miami, be a little bit different than you guys. I'll take Miami plus the points to uh, potentially pull off the upset 
in uh, College Station for an 8 o'clock kickoff. And now the extra point, we have all airballed so far. So last week it was 14 total good for a Wildcat first downs. I put the over-under at 16.5. Good for Wildcat first downs. Uh, We'll start with Cole again. Will you take the over or the under? I'm going to go over for the third straight week. I'm going to get it right one of these 12 times. So I'm taking the over again, Mitch. I like the under. I, I I think Tulane's going to come out and kind of give the offense a little bit fits. So the green wave hang around because it's a low-scoring affair. If K-State can break some tackles in the running game, uh, Tulane kind of reminds me of South Dakota and how well they were able to tackle uh, one-on-one. Able to break some tackles, they should be just fine in the running game. So I'm going to go over uh, with this week. And that's the pick six. And when we come back, we will wrap up PowerCat Game Day, watch the watch for and our predictions for week three matchup against Tulane kicking off at 202. We wrap up PowerCat Game Day up next. Miss the show? Head over to PowerCatGameDay.com to stream and listen anytime. This is PowerCat Game Day. The doctors at Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center have been the K-State Wildcats, trusted team physicians for almost 40 years. The skilled and professional staff at OSMC are available for all of your orthopedic needs. Located at 1600 Charles Place, we offer complete orthopedic care from diagnosis, surgery, physical therapy, fall prevention, and return to activity to get you back to your active lifestyle. Visit us online at kansasortho.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, the greatest comebacks begin here. It's the annual Autumn Mattress Savings Event at Beds for Less, 519 Fort Riley Boulevard. Twin mattresses starting at $99. Queen mattresses just $199. Beds for Less is your Beautyrest Black and Serta Arctic headquarters. Free statewide delivery included with these luxury mattress lines. For a limited time, receive a $200 Amazon gift card with the purchase of any Beautyrest Black or Arctic mattress. Take your mattresses home today with no money down and no credit needed. Same day statewide delivery available. Hurry to Beds for Less, 519 Fort Riley Boulevard in Manhattan. Powercat Game Day's What to Watch For. For the final time this morning, welcome back to Powercat Game Day this season. It is brought to you by Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, Prairie Land Partners, the McCain Performance Series, and Beds for Less. It is now time for What to Watch For, brought to you by Spirits of 76 Liquor Superstore. Come get some of the good stuff and raise a glass with your friends. Spirit of 76 Liquor Store on Highway 24 in Wamigo. We'll start with Derek Young. Yeah, what to watch for? I'm looking at Felix and UDK Uzama. Um, I thought he was going to undershoot his sack total from last year, and he still might, but he's kind of off to a fast start. One and a half sacks already. I don't think he's been blocked yet this year. He was a terror for Missouri to handle. He even uh, manhandled their left tackle, which is an all SEC first team pick in Javon Foster. So Felix and UDK Uzama having a much bigger year than I thought. I thought he would get all the attention and it would allow opportunities for people like Nate Matlack. That hasn't been the case. Getting a lot of attention, but still very, very productive. I would agree with that, D.Y. It just shows how good Felix and UDK Uzama is because I, I thought he would probably hit seven, eight sacks on the year, maybe nine. Um, we had over 11 last year, uh, but he's just been a terror for opposing offenses. That highlight of him just abusing the left tackle for Missouri, like you said, all SEC first team coming into the year. And Javon Foster abuses him three straight plays toward the end of the first half. So he's spectacular. I'm going to take what we talked about much of this show is explosives in the passing game. I think Kansas State does get the aerial game going today. Adrian Martinez finds a groove in the passing game. And I think when they have the wind at their back, when they're going toward the north end with the south wind at their back, I think K-State's going to air the ball out. 
And I think they're going to have a couple of big plays in the passing game. I think Malik Knowles is going to have a big game. We always talk about when is Malik Knowles really going to start to shine? You know, he shows some flashes, some glimpses of hope, but big plays that he's done in his career. I think he has close to a hundred yard game uh, today. I, I think Adrian Martinez airs it out more. And I think Kansas State has some big plays in the passing game. And my what to watch for is actually kind of the opposite of what Cole was just talking about. And that is a two lane passing game against K-State secondary. K-State has an opportunity to take Tulane's offense out of the game, and that's by shutting down the passing game. Even though Tulane likes to run the football two out of three plays per game, that's just what Willie Fritz does, and the majority of their yardage pick up with the passing game. And they're averaging 15 yards of completion. K-State, I don't think, will get four interceptions like they did last week. But if they shut down the passing game of Tulane, they're not going to be able to run the football efficient enough against the defense to be in this ballgame. And the thing is about Brady Cook of Missouri, he was missing not only some long balls, but some short to medium throws he was missing. Well, Michael Pratt of Tulane is not that kind of quarterback. Even though he has had some misses already this year on deep balls, he has been very accurate with short to medium range. All right, it's prediction time. Let's start with Derek Young. 31-13 cats. I think it's a ho-hump kind of performance. I'm not sure if we're going to get the passing uh, attack that people want to see. Like Cool, I, I imagine there might be an explosive player too that we finally see unloaded that they, they can take out of the clip. But I think it's a ho-hum performance. Kansas State 31, and uh, they won 31-13 over Tulane. I'm going to take Kansas State 38-17. to I think the defense plays pretty well once again, but I think K-State's offense shows a little bit more in this game. It's one of the most disheartening things against Missouri was they score touchdowns on the first two drives and then the next seven drives they only score six points including off three turnovers starting inside the missouri 40-yard line uh, i think the offense gets it going more in this game and, and we see a better performance i'd like the cats to win big i'm going to take a number from each of your scores i have k-state 38 and uh, tulane 13. beginning of the week i just had these weird like nevada vibes from last year but of course k-state has its starting quarterback but a, a good quarterback coming in into manhattan i don't think michael pratt has a big of a day that some might think i don't see this game as any sort of letdown i think k-state will have the focus it needs to just take care of business if i was a player on this k-state defense and each and every day i had an opportunity to go out and beat up a team didn't matter who it was knowing that i'm that good i'd be fully encouraged to uh lay one in on tulane who hasn't seen anybody at this type of calendar caliber whatsoever this season like they'll face against k-state this afternoon and with that, that's going to do it for PowerCat Game Day. A big thank you to Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. The network coverage is about to begin. Again, kickoff is at 2.02 from Bill Snyder Family Stadium. The Cats are 2-0. The Tulane Green Wave are 2-0. And coming up next week, it is a 7 o'clock kickoff as Big 12 play starts in Norman, Oklahoma against the Oklahoma Sooners. 7 o'clock kickoff means it is a 3 o'clock PowerCat Game Day. That's going to wrap it up. Your network coverage is coming up in four minutes. For Derek Young and Cole Manbeck, I'm Mitch Fortner, and you've been listening to PowerCat Game Day. PowerCat Game Day is brought to you by Prairie Land Partners, your local John Deere headquarters for sales, parts, and service with 15 locations throughout Kansas. Online at prairielandpartners.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. Don't get stuck on the bench with a sports injury. Get back in the game with the same doctors trusted by Kansas State University. Online at kansasortho.com. The McCain Performance Series. Bringing the best to the Flint Hills in Broadway, music, theater, family shows, and comedy. Kids under 17 always have price. Get your tickets online today. And better.
Beds for Less, Manhattan's leader in low-priced, high-quality mattresses, offering the largest selection of in-stock name-brand mattresses. Stay tuned, Wildcat fans. K-State Football Network coverage is coming up next. Vanderbilt's has the guaranteed lowest prices on over 10,000 boots and shoes in stock. You're sure to find the boots you need for the job you do. Vanderbilt's carries all the major brands like Ariat, Twisted X, Timberland, Wolverine, and many more. We even stock Hey Dudes. And don't forget to grab some jeans while you're here. Vanderbilt's carries thousands of pairs of jeans in stock every day. So stop in today for the best prices, service, and selection. We're conveniently located in downtown Wamego. Bourbon, the one true American spirit. And while every month is a celebration of fine whiskey at Spirits of 76, this month we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. Raising tribute to the water of life and the drink of our forefathers with bourbon sales, bourbon tastings, and special bourbon bottles on the shelves. So come get the lubricant of true American conversation and make sure your bourbon is some of the good stuff at Spirits of 76. Celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month at Spirits of 76 Liquor Superstore in Wamigo.